All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amtrak, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 236 of the Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Yaremchuk, joined by Bag Milk, Wanye, and Jay. No Chalmers, but I'm holding out hope. It's a Thursday. We talk football betting on Thursdays. Chalmers usually doesn't like to miss those. So I'm predicting we record this at uh, the top of the hour. I'm predicting that by about the bottom of the hour, which would be 1.30, that Chalmers will be on the podcast. Uh, as always, podcast brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We will have a fresh Oodle Noodle listener profile to give Dean a second where someone will tell us their oodle noodle order which is great stuff I love I love these I've gotten we've gotten so much response on these listener profiles as well um, so I'm excited to start sharing a few of them one every episode so you're in the queue if you dm'd me and you gave the answers back you might not hear yours for a couple weeks because we have a lot of them but you're in the queue uh, that brought you back. Did Oodle anybody Noodle. lead with a number from one to ten? I'm ashamed to tell to say how many people led with a number. Oh, <laughs> you dirty bird! You dirty bird! What yeah. are the numbers coming in? Uh, I think the one I remember, someone was like, "Usually I'm at around a two and a half consistently, but when I listen to the podcast, it's usually a seven. Yeah, yeah, a hard seven. Um, <laughs> I want to point something out, Jay. You're having a popsicle right now. Yeah. I'm what? enjoying it uh, out of necessity. So Little Brick is a very interesting setup. The whole house essentially runs off of one thermostat that's in the cafe. And the door is always either staying open so people can enter and leave the cafe safely. So it's, the thermostat thinks it's cold in the house because of that. 
so that it's just pumping heat 24-7 into the office I sit in. Plus, the window, this, like, crazy old latch system is busted, so I can't open the window. you got to so do my hybrid move, like your MJ was telling us earlier, the old engineer trick. You turn on the air conditioner. It's too hot for that. Then you put the vent, you put the hose down the vent, and it blows down into the vent. You'd have to duct tape it, though, because it's releasing heat. Well, I put heavy things on top of it, and then it always works. <laughs> hey, man, if you're not an HVAC engineer, which I am not, that is a pretty good workaround. Or I enjoy delicious popsicle. Bring the core temperature down. Remember when we when the pint would be so hot, and we would bitch, and be like, we got to work on air conditioning, and they would tell us the story of how filthy McNasty's they would give out popsicles, but then they would never give us any popsicles in the pint? What kind of popsicle is that, Jay? Uh, this is a local company called Sweet Sticks. Very hipster flavor. Nectarine and tarragon. There it is. I was going to guess butterscotch based on the color of it. Oh, they do have a pumpkin cheesecake in the cooler right now that I'm dying to try. But uh, it's between, that, between the uh, the goalposts of Monday to Friday, I try to keep it tight. So at the weekend, pop, pop That makes pop. sense. Uh, let's get into our listener profile for today. Um, should I go with the next Twitter DM or the next Instagram DM? Someone tell me. Somebody leading with a 10 out of 10. That's who I want to hear from. Um, I'm not sure if they left. Yeah, no, this one did not lead with if they're horny or not. Um, but Bryce Sizo. Whoa, hey, hey, who said that? Sorry, I know. I, well, and I'm the one who doesn't want to say it, but Bryce Sizo. I said that. On Instagram. Uh, I'm horny right now. He's a plumber, which I respect. Bryce Sizo. yeah. He's a plumber. I respect that. I come from a family of plumbers. We've talked about this. But he's also taking online classes through Nate to get project management certification. Uh, something interesting about Bryce, he's traveled to all corners of the world. He was uh, he traveled to Thailand for a month when he was younger. There you go. We actually had someone else who, who mentioned that, and they mentioned that weird island you guys are always talking about. Um, the island of Lot. I'm not Basically. sure. Uh, when he was younger, he's also been to Europe as well, Netherlands, Italy, Croatia. Of course, he's been doing all-inclusive in Mexico as well, which he loved. Uh, he started listening to the pod in January of 2019, which means we're, we're coming up on two years of having Bryce Sizo as a listener. Uh, he's been following the nation for a lot longer, ever since he met Jay at an outdoor rink. Ah, finally, Bryce, you admit you know me. What do you mean? He doesn't admit it normally? Well, he was the one who praised you. Uh, on his review. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What am I oh, that's right. right. He knows you longest, but I'm his fave. His uh. favorite show moments are anytime Jay and Chalmers get heated or uh, when we had Mr. Captain, as he put Sam Gagne on the pod. So those are his uh, favorite moments. He is Mr. Captain. Recurring guest, Sam Gagne. Recurring guest, Sam Gagne, yes. Uh, his favorite sports or hockey moments uh, as devastating as it was, he said it is the 06 Cup run. Also adds going to the World Juniors in Edmonton, Canada versus USA. I remember going to that Canada-USA game on New Year's Eve. That was unreal. Like, the LRT station was chanting the uh, Team Canada goal song, which is Chelsea Dagger, um, which now has bad memories for Oilers fans after the series against the Hawks. But uh, that oh, Canada-USA yeah. game was great. And his go-to order at Oodle Noodle, Rice Sizo. He likes butter chicken with a side order of green onion cakes to dip Yes, Bryce, yes. Good man. So there you go. There's our listener profile brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Shout out to Bryce Sizo. Great man. Thanks Follow for us listening to us, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep. 
Uh, speaking of social media, quite the social media beef going on with Logan Paul and Evander Kane. And I, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think hockey fans are being a little bit too cocky in this regard. And Evander Kane is as well going out and being like, oh yeah, you beat up Nate Robinson. Well, I'll fight you now. And like, I'll show you how tough hockey players are. Um, boxing is a little bit different than just like a hockey fight. So I think like one, I think the hockey players who are like lining up to fight this guy who I know he's a YouTuber and that comes off as soft, but I was watching some videos of him training and the dude's actually pretty jacked. Like, but I isn't he also like, isn't he a giant? Yeah. yeah like he's six like five. six, five. He's huge, man. And he, he, like I said, he's a YouTuber podcaster who dedicates a significant amount of his time to just boxing and learning how to box and training. So I see a Vander Kane like running his mouth being like, I'll show you a hockey player. I'll put you in your place. And I'm kind of like, you know what, man, you might win. It might be a really good close fight, but like there's a chance you don't, bro. Like this guy's a little legit, a little, Isn't a little. Oh, come on. He's a YouTuber, podcaster, slash charity amateur boxer. You know, a lot of NHLers use boxing as part of their training yeah, yeah, regimen. Sure. Uh, a guy like Evander Kane would probably do that because he's not afraid to chuck him. I would also argue that I would rather take a Logan Paul punch to the face than an Evander Kane punch to the but face. But you're that's not an educated statement because you don't know how hard this guy punches. Like he's boxed in the past. He trains to do this. Like I I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a little bit like eh, this isn't gonna be like Evander Kane one punches him is kind of my point. But Evander, Evander Kane, Kane can't he like he can't fight in this. He's under contract. Yeah, that that would be an interesting part as well. I, I'm not. Uh, There's I'm not no sure. way. There's no way. Like, sure I'm they, sure they could. They they do. They take a lot of precautions. I think it's fine. But I'm telling you, like Logan Paul, unknown his athletic abilities. Vander Kane, known athlete. Yeah. You give that guy three months of training. He will like he will mop the floor with Logan Paul. And I suppose that's the other side too that I'm maybe neglecting is that Evander Kane would train and get ready for this. And as a professional athlete, he does have a huge head start. But like people are just going like he's gonna like mop the floor with him. Like you said, Bag Milk, he's a giant. Like Logan Paul's a big dude and he like trains and he's like pretty bulky. Like, I don't know. I just feel like when a dude is that big, if he connects with one on the button, I I could see Evander Kane going down. I just like, I, but in, in the same in the reverse, I could see Evander Kane, who's a smaller guy than six six, still a big guy in his own right. Like Jay said, athletic. He probably does some boxing just for training. I could see him connecting with Logan Paul on the button and sending him down. So I don't know. I don't know anything about boxing other than it's very very tiring. Yeah. Hey, Evander Kane is stepped up to uh, Pat, uh, Patrick Reeves. So is it Patrick Eve? Ryan no, Reeves? Ryan Reeves. Patrick Eve. Jesus. So Ryan Reeves. <laughs> So I've got a lot of respect. Uh, yeah. This guy's got the, the gumption and the moxie to destroy a guy like uh, Logan Paul. Right? And I'm trying Kate, to find out how tall he is here. The second, He's 6'2". Logan Paul's only 6'2"? No. Okay. Um, so he's giving up four inches. Yeah, which is significant. Um, the other side of this that I wanted to get to is it kind of comes off as a little bit... Uh, <clears throat> hmm, what's the right word for this? Attention-seeking here? Because, like, Evander Kane, there was a video that was going around on Instagram yesterday of him being like, oh, Logan Paul, like, you're trying to get me on your podcast. You're trying to use me for listeners and subscribers. Like, I see what you're doing. And it's like, bro. <laughs> Logan, that's a bad take. That's a terrible take. Logan Paul, you also need to remember, is more popular than any player in the NHL. 
Logan Paul, I'm looking right now, has 22.6 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Like this, this is all engineered, gentlemen. This is your yeah. classic engineered beef. You think yeah, so? Yeah, everything is wrestling kind of thing. I don't think 50 Cent and Kanye are going to go toe-to-toe and Kanye's going to retire if he doesn't sell the most records. I doubt this is anything but engineered. They may fight, yeah. but none of this is a surprise to the other one. Uh, like, no, Logan I think I, did, I don't think Logan Paul knew who Evander Kane was until Evander Kane started going at him on Twitter. But now, now it might be uh, yeah. Yeah, like every every post that Logan Paul has on his YouTube page has got millions and millions of views. That's why he lives in Calabasas and has massive automatic weapons at the side at all times. You see when his house got raided. I heard it. Was that him or was that his brother? Because there is two of them. Well, well they live together, don't oh, they? Oh, really? I don't I know very much about them. Oh, but there was a photo of like their hot tub with like a Terminator gun next to it. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd want to have that many likes on Facebook where people saw my face. Anyways, I just wanted to get some of that off my chest. And I also... Who you, which NHL or Tyler do you think would have the absolute best chance of beating up Logan Paul? Ryan like, Reeves the, the might, one, hey? Yeah, well, he's also a giant. He's a terrifying yeah. man. Taylor Yamamoto. I could see Yamo doing that, running yeah, through the legs. Quick. Like a high in and out. Pow, bitch! Yeah. Ka- Cassian would be interesting, but again, he gives up a lot of height in that hypothetical fight. I think Reeves is probably the answer just because he's also a giant, and the size is a little bit more on par there. Um, we're we're yeah. forgetting toughness. Like, these are hockey players who engage in the fighty el- fighting element of, of, of hockey, these guys are already tough. So they could stand in there with a guy. Who's Jake Paul fought the top? Screech? I mean, well, Nate Robinson was a professional Screech? basketball player. Um, didn't he fight yeah, that who KSI was, uh, like a foot? See, but here's, here's another thing. For Evander Kane, I don't even know why I would entertain it, just in case there's the scenario where Logan Paul turns him into a meme just like what happened with Robinson. Yeah, and like that's where I'm saying like be cautious, and also it might not be like people. I saw some people being like, "There's a chance for the NHL to grow a little bit," and I'm like, what? "No, Evander Kane boxing Jake or Logan Paul, whoever it is, is not going to grow the sport of hockey." When they saw Jolly Lupul out of the game, how would it, how would it like not grow the attention of the game? I'm sorry, I have to jump in there. How would it not a grow, draw attention towards the NHL? You, it would draw attention, but it would not grow the game. Like I don't think they're suddenly going to be an uptick in San Jose Sharks season ticket holders or like an uptick in ratings if Kane fights him. I just don't see that happening. Kane might gain some more followers. Um, I'm sure he already has, but I don't think he's going. I don't think it grows the game in like a positive way or any way, really. So three hours ago uh, at. 9.44 Mountain Standard Time, Vander Kane tweeted out, Crickets to Logan Paul. Didn't you say, I'll do it? I promise the fight will not be going to the scorecards this time. So Vander Kane obviously feeling confident. If this have to avoid his contract, man. When Joffrey Lupo, remember when he showed a photo of himself skiing after they said he was injured and couldn't be in it and shit? I remember talking to Gregor about it, and he's like, there's strict rules in NHL contracts what you're allowed to do and not do in the offseason. There yeah. guys no. bar, these guys train and spar for training. Yeah, but there's no way they would let him be in an amateur boxing match. Under contract. Yeah, but they wear the headgear. They do the thing. It's like Olympic level If you're not supposed boxing. to go skiing, how are you allowed to be in a fight, fifth fight? The loophole thing was because he was supposed to be on LTIR. Um, but I do. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying, Wanya. Like, I, I think the Sharks would probably have a bit of an issue with this. 
course, of course, of course. It's so, all fake. You know, yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? Anyways, uh, I wanted to say that. Also, like, just from a, a shark's perspective, uh, really quickly, I'm looking at puckpedia.com and Evander Kane is only in year three of a seven-year contract. So I could see the Sharks being like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes on this amateur fight here, guy. Last thing you need is Logan Paul to come into the ring and rearrange <laughs> your face in the middle of your contract where we're paying you $7 million a year. But it won't happen. You don't think it'll happen in general or just you think that Evander Kane's got a better chance than we're I, giving him credit for? Yes, Evander Kane, I, I, it is just a foregone conclusion that Evander Kane would that. whoop. Well, it is. I'm, I'll even put my money where my mouth is. I will bet. Better than I will bet happen. aggressively. Well, if it comes up, I will bet aggressively on a Vander Kane. Probably knocking him out. It will never come up. You're like talking about who would win a fist fight between Yoko Ono and Courtney Love. Oh, I'd watch that. I'd bet on that. Who'd you bet Ooh. on? Oh, I'm taking. I'm taking Courtney Love all day. She's Homer, absolutely think, insane. Yeah. Although Homer. Yoko, you know, Yoko's scrappy. She's out there. She's doing those, like, scream art things at museums and stuff. Who knows what she's got going on? Interesting. Um, okay. Well, we got we got that out of the way. I just really wanted to talk about that a little bit. It, it was just an odd story that has been kind of popping up, and I don't think it's going to go away until either it happens or, like, you kind of mentioned, Wanye, like, the Sharks are going to step in and be like, hey, Evander, uh-uh, not a chance, buddy. No, they're, they're growing the game right now by all these American kids being like, what's hockey? And then away they go. Uh, Logan no Paul Evander Kane is fighting Logan Paul. Evander Kane fighting with Logan Paul in November 2020 is the best press the NHL has had in six months. Yeah, yep. it's about the only press the NHL has had in a while since they came out with like the reverse retro jerseys. But other than that, like nothing has been going on in the league. Um, a couple of NHL areas I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I want to get to like the NHL versus NHL PA debate fight that's going on. But also, the story that's been floated out, first by Friedman, then by LeBron, about some teams, and the four Friedman mentioned were Pittsburgh, Boston, L.A., and Anaheim, who want to play all of their home games outdoors next season. Jay is laughing. <laughs> Southern California. Like, yeah, let's, let's just put our science coats on here for a second and goggles. I know, I know they played outdoor series games, in LA, yeah, like I think in Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. but that's one game. One game. That's one game. I bet you the uh, reviews from the players was the ice was the worst they've ever played on. That would be yeah. silly. It just it reminded me of when, and I loved the idea, but the practical practicality of it wouldn't have worked when they were talking about doing the season launch at Lake Louise. Mm-hmm. Like they would have had to do so much work on that ice make it work and make it acceptable that it just I, I can't imagine logistically that it would make much sense now if they're trying to do an entire all of their games I don't, how does that work like Jay said in California you just have somebody 24-7 minding the melting ice oh god like it would, it would probably put a hole in the ozone right above the arena with how hard that ice can have to work to keep some form of ice together so here's, Where were the other cities, Tyler? Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh were the two. And then I think uh, LeBron said, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he said there was like almost half a dozen. So a couple more teams might have even talked to the NHL about it and reached out. I think Nashville moves maybe one of them as well. Um, but teams were serious about it because they think if we play all our home games outside, 
we can go from having no fans or like a thousand fans in our in our indoor stadium to having like fifteen thousand fans socially distanced at our local football stadium. So like revenue wise, it makes sense. The players will never ever sign off on this. It'd be great though. It would just like I want to follow it down the rabbit hole for a second. It would be fun. It'd be so weird and embracing the weirdness that is this year that I would love to watch Connor do things at Commonwealth Stadium because that's what's going on. And then they're like, tonight, it's January 25th in Edmonton. It's minus 33 degrees with a wind chill of minus 58. Here's Connor McDavid dressed as a human parka. So would you guys go if, if there were games at Commonwealth that you could go sit in the stands there and watch? With- of course. Really? Yeah. You'd go? Yeah, yeah. I just want to go watch Oilers hockey. I wouldn't. I, you, the sight lines aren't good. You're going to be in the freezing cold sitting so far away watching hockey that's not going to be as good a quality than if it was inside. Like To me, it's kind of like, eh, I hope this doesn't happen, actually. Well, the likelihood of this happening is... Yeah, Logan Paul Neil fight and, fucking yeah. what's his nuts. Of- 187. Yeah, one is having technical issues. What's wrong? What's the matter? I don't know. You've been filling your phone for a long time and making lots of noises, and then you talk, we can barely hear you. Well, there you go. I apologize. Oh, well, we got to charge while talking. Ah, that makes sense. Um, I don't mean to make noise. Yeah, I, like it's probably not going to happen, but the fact that teams are even looking into this, like I even think it's a bit of a bad like PR look, isn't it? To sit there and be like, no one's allowed to, it's not safe enough to watch our games inside. We're taking COVID seriously. Oh, but we're gonna have these games outdoors so that we can make money off the people who will sit in the stadium and watch it. That's a little odd to me. Well, I don't discount the idea. Like the, the it's there's a revenue issue that needs to be solved. So yeah. throw everything out there until something can kind of stick to help to solve this problem. Because really, that's this standstill that we're at with the players in the league. Is there's a revenue issue that's affecting both sides, and that's why this is. You know this 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 season return is in jeopardy right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working on a uh, I'm working on another random thoughts thing that I do for Weather's Nation on the weekends now, and I pulled a quote from Brian Burke that I thought was interesting about this, where he says, and I'm just going to read it. Uh, it's about a paragraph. He says, a GM sat across from me last two weeks ago and says, if we play a 60 game schedule, we lose 60 million dollars. If we don't play, I would lose only 15 million dollars. Therefore, it's better for us just to not play. Brian Burke says, no, I don't think that's it at all. If you think about it long-term, what is a franchise worth that's not playing anything? Operationally, how do you allocate those losses? I don't know. But you're going to lose money playing with no fans or socially distanced fans. It's going to be fine when we get a vaccine, but in my mind, to not play would be absolutely catastrophic for the NHL. So the players will have to figure out what's the biggest haircut they can live with. But in my mind, if we don't play, then you're talking about a catastrophic and devastating effect on the upcoming TV deal specifically in the u.s so maybe that's what it is tyler they're just trying to get creative and find ways to get back on the ice that at least tries to make some sense because you know they're these guys don't become nhl owners by happily losing 60 million dollars in a year they aren't dummies um maybe they're uh, maybe they're trying to figure something out yeah i i see i see where that gm's coming from where it's like you know would we rather lose 60 or 15 well that's a pretty easy business decision to make in the short term but I think Burke's point is a good one where if you disappear for a year, how much less is that next TV contract going to be? Is that going to be enough over the next decade to offset it? Like it's short-term pain for long-term gain in a sense. And I know it it's easy for me to sit here and say that 
when I'm not the one losing $45 million. Right? Are you sure you're not going to lose $45 million next you year? You might, Tyler. If I had $45 million to lose, I'm going to be honest, I might not be math? on the podcast. Have added it up? <laughs> I feel like if there's no NHL season, I would lose my version of $45 million. Which is your Which sanity? Is- yeah, and probably some shekels as well. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I still truly believe that we're going to get to watch hockey. They're just, they, they got to figure out how it's going to work for both sides. And it, it, the tough part is that they just signed the CBA extension yeah. in July or whatever. But I think Wanya said it on Monday's episode, well, a lot has changed in the four months since that document was signed. You know, yeah. people are, yeah. have, nothing's gotten better. I understand both sides and both sides are, you know, allowed to dig in and be pissed. But like, there's just an uncontrollable reality where I just think they just have to find a common ground and just get a version of this season done. After listening to Bettman yesterday and kind of what he had to say, I totally understand where the owners are coming from now. Like I get their side of it so much more because the revenue is going to be split 50, 50. That's the CBA. That's the deal. So the longer this goes on with, you know, if the players want to take, as Frank Cervalli pointed out to me today, like 200% of the money this year, well, then all that's going to happen is over the next six years, they have to slowly pay it back. So the players have a decision to make. Do they want short-term gain for long-term pain or long-term gain and short-term pain? And to me, if they want the season to start smoothly, they got to they gotta take a bit of a loss short-term like the owners are to make sure that the league and player salaries can be in a better spot long-term. I'm also just guessing. I have no idea. But I would also imagine the NHLPA is getting a lot of pressure from the guys who are not Connor McDavid that are yeah. making league minimum. And they, they, those guys, you know they want to go. So they just need to figure out how that's going to look, I think. I, don't I, know. I actually, I think there's something to be said about the Connor McDavid's and all that. Their money's coming. They know they're going to get it now or later. I think where there might be some pushback is in the guys who might not be in the league in three, four years, five years, because they're sitting there going, why do I have to give up money now so that the guys in five years can benefit from it? I want my money but, now. But that's but where the should step up. But they're deferring. They're deferring the money. They're not, they're, not, they're not not getting that money. They're deferring it. So for those guys, that's actually better. It gives them more income certainty for a longer period of time after retirement. That's a nice transitional nugget to have while you after you retire, knowing that you're still going to get some of your playing salary for a few years to kind of allow you land land softer on your feet. You know, if you're one of those league minimum guys that you know still has to like find a second career after hockey and all that stuff. I'm not. I'm not saying like that. Like that's me with the rose colored glasses on. I, I of course. I think the deferral is more complicated than that, though. I think it's something where you're deferring salary now to make escrow easier in the future. I might be totally wrong with that, though. I wonder what, We should wonder have Hart on the podcast. Absolutely, because Hart's been tweeting about what this means and like trying to make sense of it for stupid people like me, and I still yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, I'll, Bring I'll him on Owen Radio to explain this. Okay. And Hart is the founder of Puckpedia. Yes, Hart yeah. Levine from Buckpedia. I wonder I wonder where it, it's like how close it is to a point where I'm just making up numbers now, where it's the owners say to the players something like, all right, well, do you want 50% of something right now or 100% of nothing? Yeah. What about the third option, bag milk? 93% of everything. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I would take the, I would take the new, I call that the nudes mm-hmm. deal. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Also, 
I wonder how much just general day-to-day this is all hanging up on. Like, I wonder if Ethan Bear's got a contract or at least the parameters of a contract. If I'm him, if I'm his agent, I'm not signing shit until I know what this looks like. Yeah, me too. And I think it was Tom Grant the other day tweeted that there's been no real contract movement or any housekeeping done in about a month. So this is putting them behind in so many different ways. This would be a good way to lock in Ethan Bear. Uh, to a lower price contract and just signing bonus the shit out of it so he's not affected by anything uh, that could happen for this season and might be able to get like a you know a two or three year kind of team friendly deal structured uh, with heavy signing bonus thoughts I don't know if that works like again I don't know the ins and outs of this with the way the deferrals work enough to know if like if he sits there and takes a $3 million signing bonus right now and then plays on like 700000 in salary, does he actually only have to give back 10% of the 7000 Or would he have to cut a check and give back money? Or like, I don't know, man. It's so confusing. I like the point. We need hard on. I think maybe tomorrow on ONR we'll, we'll, we'll do that. I just, I, so a couple of weeks ago on Oilers Nation Radio, we were doing our Skip the Dishes ad, and I feel like I invented the Beef and Chad Big Mac chain which is two beef and cheds stacked on top of each other. Top beef and ched, you remove the bottom bun and you stack them. Well, I see that guy, that at that guy Mike M on Twitter has lived my dream by stacking two beef and cheds on top of each other. And it looks incredible. Wow. I know that has nothing to do with anything, but I want to confirm that this looks as delicious as I always imagined it would. You send that to your M check to post. That's gold. I am coming up right now. All right, I will get Two that beef up. and shad stacked on top of each other. That is the dream. That's intense. That is a solution to your CBA problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have they tried taking two CBAs and stacking them on top of each other? Yes. Now we're thinking. Now and use Logan Paul's YouTube check as the sandwich. If the NHL hired Logan Paul to be a content creator, that might help a little bit. If yep. they could get Evander Kane to fight Logan Paul and make a pay-per-view, that might yeah. solve the issue. Well, all of Logan Paul's fights are pay-per-view. Yeah. Remember, he had a, who, which one of them had a fake wedding? And all know. these people signed up. And then the wedding devolved into a staged brawl between the two bridal parties. What? That's pretty uh, cool. And the God. whole thing was fake. And it was all pay-per-view. And they made millions. <laughs> Damn. Those Paul boys. That's good. Yeah, they know how to monetize. I, I, that's about the only level of respect I'll give them. Yeah, me too, actually. That's that's a good point as well. I I wanted to talk about them, but now I'm kind of like, I feel like I almost spent too much time talking about them. Oh, they're douchebags. I oh, didn't yeah. take little... it off my shoes. I'm so hot. Pants are next. I can see it. Ugh. I didn't see Logan Paul coming up with a roast beef and chad Big Mac. Nope. Do you, Tyler? Nope, but have you monetized it? Not yet. I will. We're trying. As soon as Arby's Christ. understands what we're doing. Arby's. Understand the marketing value we can provide you at the nation. One person just went to your restaurant as a result of bag milk. Oh my god! It oh, just, uh, it starts with one. Yeah, starts with uh, one. Uh, we're going to be joined by Scott Hastings from Odd Shark in about uh, ten fifteen minutes, around that range. There, I got some good betting questions for Mister Hastings. Uh, before we get to that, should tell you a little bit more about our friends at Twig and Berries because I love them, and they did some great Black Friday deals. I was talking to uh, Jess Jackson from Twig and Berries today because we work at the same building in the morning. Um, and she asked me, Tyler, how are you? How, how's your underwear? And then we both acknowledged that that's a bit of an odd question to just ask a coworker. But I said, Jess, the underwear is fantastic. I love the nutsack underwear. Very comfortable. 
Mine's in the dryer right now, which means I'll have it fresh for the weekend because I want to look good on the weekends. And you can too by heading over to our friends at twigginberries.ca. And you can save some money if you use the promo code NATION15. Not just underwear, not just socks. They got some nice flannels. They also have that new ODR line of clothing, which I think is pretty sweet as well. So you can check that all out there. If uh, I've, I've plugged this now on like five straight podcasts, but I'm going to do it again. If you're looking to support local when you do your Christmas shopping, Twig and Berries is the spot to do it. They have their holiday gift box. It's over $175 worth of stuff for $150. You get a wallet, you get underwear, you get a hoodie, you get a tumbler, you get socks, a bunch of good stuff. They also have a nice section on their website called Stocking Stuffers, where they have some you know items that don't quite cost as much, but they're good, you know, like it says, stocking stuffers. So they got some toques, uh, some Titleist golf balls with the Twig and Berry branding on them, which is pretty sweet as well. A tumbler, some mustache socks, a bunch of great stuff. Check them out, twigandberries.ca. Promo code NATION. I would all, Let's go. I would also include, I would also ask that if you are going to order from twigandberries.ca over the holiday season, in the special instructions for the seller that you get at your checkout, let them know your favorite berry. Strawberry. Berry Manilow. Saskatoon Berry. Berry Bonds. Berry Melrose. Wow. See? This is all we're already working. Twig and Berries, you're welcome. Drew Barrymore? Yep. Wow. Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I'm a big fan of raspberries in my yogurt in the morning. That's a good breakfast. I'm coming back to raspberry jam. I'm now like... Why'd you get away from it? The seeds? I don't know. I went on this like anti-raspberry kick for a little while. Even though if I saw them in the wild, I would eat them. But not the ones because I've been peed on the higher ones. But um, yeah, I've been off. But now it's like if I'm going PB and J, and I'm in this long like peanut butter uh, Twitter thread between Dangerous Suede and uh, Surveyor Bread at the moment right now. Um, anyways, that's a discussion for later. Um, that the official jam of PB and J has to be raspberry jam. I, I think it's strawberry. No, put it in the poll, man. I bet you you're wrong. Just like you're wrong that Jake Paul will beat up Evander Kane. Uh, Raspberry Jam is the Evander Kane of celebrity amateur boxing. Underappreciated, always delicious. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we'll beat up Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. Raspberry Jam? Raspberry Jam. I, you know what? This has actually got me a hankering for some Raspberry Jam. I've only got blueberry in my fridge right now, and I'm kind of over it. Blueberry Jam? Where are you from? I don't know. I was trying something new. No. Grape grape like jam a, isn't really a thing too much anymore, is it? Well, if you you don't go grape jam, you got to go grape jelly. What's the fucking mm. difference? Well, oh, your rem chuck, there is a complete difference. Okay. One somewhat resembles the the fruit it came from, and one is just like a oh. different, sweeter version of Jello. From FineCooking.com, jelly is a clear fruit spread made from cooked fruit, juice, and sugar, and possibly pectin, which helps it gel and thicken. Jam is a thick spread made from fruit juice, chopped, crushed, or pureed fruit and sugar. Pectin may also be added to help it gel. That sounded jams, like the same thing. Jams are us- usually looser than jellies. Exactly. What? Finecooking.com. I don't know. Now you know, Tyler. Grape uh, jelly. Greater than grape. Better than grape jam. Graper than grape jam. How Stuff Works says the difference between jam and jelly is the difference between the the spreads comes in the form that the fruit takes. In jelly, the fruit comes in the form of fruit juice. In jam, the fruit comes in the form of fruit pulp or crushed fruit. That makes a little bit more sense to me then. There you go. So jam. More fruit. 
like what you kind of said, I guess, Jay, like it, it's just a healthier version to go with jam in a way. Maybe. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I would also uh, suggest how you bring back grape soda when you get a chance. Delicious. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had it in a while. Grape soda is delicious. A grape, uh, grape crush float. Amazing. Grape crush float. You mentioned float? danger suede. That would be delicious. I love a float. Uh, you mentioned danger suede. I got to say that rum he gave me. I have never felt classier than when I had this fancy boy rum swirling around with a couple of cubes in my glass. It's not how I normally ingest rum. I will admit he did call me the party boy or whatever, drinking rum and Cokes. But I got to say, I felt like a classy gentleman and it was lovely. Thank you, Dangerous Wade. uh, He he got me amaretto and Zambuca. The amaretto is delicious. Uh, The Zambuca, you ready for this, guys? This is a heartwarming tale. My dad loves Zambuca. So I texted my dad Uh, and I said, hey, uh when we finally get to hang out again, I'll bring it over. We'll have a shot. And he said, okay. Oh, no. He and said, you said, no, I told him a listener care, brought it. I told him a listener brought it for me. And he, he said, okay, that's nice of him. That was the text I got oh. back. And then you said, good talk, dad. And then he texted back, Tyler, every time you text me, my phone buzzes in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, all right, dad. And you went, Tyler. It's just very, very like, surgical i had a weird i had a weird text exchange with my dad on sunday and he texted me on sunday and he said what did you do today watch football and i said yeah why and he said just wondering oh that's nice i said what did you do today and he said worked on the kitchen him and my mom are renovating their kitchen they're almost done Uh, so that's been the big project for them so that was the that's the most recent text exchange with my dad um yeah so there's an update on that part of my life, I guess. But we're excited. I'm excited to bring the Zambuca to him. So thanks, Danger Suede. Oh, I love, I love a good Uremchuk uh, father exchange tale. <laughs> yeah, they're always the exact same, more or less. What Hallmark writes about in all of their cards, just very, very surgical, mm-hmm. cold exchanges between Surgi- father and son. Surgical. All right. Um, we still got like, uh, five-ish minutes here until I'm going to bring in Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Um, anything you guys have I wonder to get who off your he's chest? Bet on. I wonder who he's bet on, Logan Paul or Evander Kane. We're going to ask him. That's a great oh, question. Yeah, we're gonna ask him. We can get a stake on this. Um, Wanye, anything you want to get off your chest from this week? No, I'm so sorry. I was making noise on my phone, man. I never... I do phone calls all the way until the show starts, and I just always have a dead battery. You're a busy man. No, no. Oh. I just call my mom 800 times on Mondays and Friday mornings and say, are you sure I'm your favorite? <laughs> Actually, my dad's uh, calling me right now, Tyler. I assume it's to also ask me what I did on Sunday. You watched football. Uh, bring him on the pod. Go, are you sure I'm your favorite? <laughs> bring him on the pod. Wouldn't that be an exciting episode if we had begged Milk's dad uh, on the pod? We can talk well, to him about uh, being an apiarist. Oh, so many B, so many B, B questions. He beheads people with swords. That's exactly right. I I'll actually, tell you, I'm, exactly living, I'm living the dream this December. I am. I've subscribed to two advent calendars, beer advent calendars. It's uh, it's, it's December's been off to a good start so far. You're subscribed. Yeah, I've got two beer advent calendars. Oh, like in you, my fridge. you have them in your fridge. Okay, when you said subscribed, I'm led to believe it's like yeah, the coffee sorry. club. Where it gets dropped they, off at your house. If you if you're if you're being honest though, Jay, is there like a bunch of the beers that are just shit? I'm not a big craft beer guy, and I find some of them to be a real struggle. 
Well, yeah, like there's certain types I don't like, but I like exploring and trying new ones and like getting a better understanding of the ones I like and going deeper on those and being introduced to new versions of that. And like even still enduring the ones I don't and try to find out why I should try to like them or like deeper, like a form of deeper, hate, deeper hatred towards them. Like I just love the adventure. So these are mostly like they try to, they try to curate them. So they're like really like small independent um, craft brewers like across uh, Canada. So you get introduced to some some neat uh, some some neat companies, but also uh, like for me, I, I love packaging and can design and all that. So that's also fun and part of the journey. One of the ones I I, I, I um, I'm I'm subscribed to Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with a sheet with a like an explanation of each beer and a a WhatsApp group chat. For everyone who's part of the, the advent calendar, and every, it's a, it's a community, so we all talk about the beer in the WhatsApp chat. It's actually quite adorable. That actually is as cool. you were as you were talking about that, Jay. We just got a talking about beers. This is very wonderful timing. We just got a text from one Joshua Park with a quarantine gun guy shotgunning video that we can Excellent. put up today. I was talking Excellent. to Josh about it yesterday. He was having some issues pulling. He was only seeing a black screen for some reason, so he spent a little bit of time figuring it out. But I am looking at a quarantine gun guy shotgun video from Josh Park here in my email or in my text. Cool, amazing. I will uh, I will post that on our Instagram. I got that. I got a picture of the double beef and cheddar to post. Very busy. Surveyor Brett, director of meme com- meme content, has been hitting us with the good stuff all week. Did you see the one I posted today? The golden snitch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh he was he DM me that and I said, you know what, this is perfect because you did. You tried to rat him out on the mm-hmm. listener profile saying that he was making all this stuff at work. And I was like, No, 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 he's doing this at the at his own time, in the comfort <laughs> of his garage. Yeah. I um, like the one he sent me one today of Wanye drinking in dog patch. Yeah, yeah, he sent me that also. It is great. I'll put that and in the one, text. There's a sign on the wall that says one is like this guy's only allowed to have three drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about that in the comments yesterday. Yeah, I was showing I was showing a rendering of dog patch, and I said, "What you don't see is the sign that says do not serve him more than two drinks." Like yeah. Fred Hunt. Yeah, um, Surveyor Brad picks up all these details. That's why he's he the director of meme. Director of meme. Um, he had a funny, I don't know if he posted this or if it was just a DM, but I guess he got like recognized by someone. Like he was doing a thing on his job, and someone was like, "Wait, are you the <laughs> Surveyor Brett?" And he responded. He said. He said he responded like hmm, maybe, which is hilarious, <laughs> man. That guy. Oh, good for him. Classic Brett. I like it. Um, we were talking about beer advent calendars. I have my own beer advent calendar, but it's just twenty four nation beers, and I drink one every night. Well, I was actually thinking we should have <laughs> launched the nation beer advent calendar and just put a bow on a flat of beer, <laughs> or just or just drawn one through twenty. Yeah, just but... take a belt and write the numbers on top of the can. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have done like, you know, a Christmas theme can design, maybe. That's probably a lot of work. It's probably more work. So never mind. I wonder what that would look like for next year to come up with like a just a box design where every day is a delicious nation beer that pops out of a little window. Beer (laughs) pulling it out. I've I've got ideas because I'm subscribed to two advent calendars. There you go. You're doing market research. Market research. Write it off. Write it all off. All right, uh, it's time to transition a little bit here on the podcast because we're going to be joined by our friend Scott Hastings in uh, just a minute here. I'm disappointed, though. No Chalmers yet. This is, what, the second or third straight podcast where Chalmers hasn't shown up? 
Did he lose on his? Did he lose on his pick him again? He did. And yeah, he, he might be He's ducking. Um, he like that was a tough loss for him too on his pick him. KC they only they won by three and he had a minus three and a half. Oof, <laughs> that's a rough one. So Chalmers is down to five seven and zero in our pick him. I'm also five seven and zero. Jay, you lost. You're three eight and one. Bag milk. You what won. My, what was my pick? You were Arizona minus one and a half. Uh, uh bag, and bag milk. Did what? You won bag milk. You're eight and four this year. That's right. I am a football professional. And uh, Scott Hastings, when I texted him and was like, "Hey, man, you joining the pod today? Like, you good to go?" He was like, "I'm surprised you want me on after I lost to Bag Milk in the Pick'em." That's right. He did. He tried to fade Bag Milk, and it didn't work. It did not I work at all. Soon, we'll be working for Odd Shark as a betting expert <laughs> to help you bet better. Honestly, with that record, you 100% could. Like that's that's professional gambler territory. The stuff you're uh, mm-hmm. the stuff you're doing right now. You're welcome. Um, all right. Let's I also hit in. my first parlay. Scott's going to be excited about it. Wanye, we will talk to you Monday. We're trading. Unless you want to stick around, you got some betting questions for Scott Hastings? No. <laughs> you thought about it, though. I'm like, what sports are even playing right now? Like, if you, if the questions could be so elementary, I'd say. I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> uh, well, we are about to bring in our friend Scott Hastings from oddshark.com. Oddshark.com, your spot for all the sports betting information you need. They got their supercomputer up there, which will certainly help you make bets as well. Is Scott in the call? Oh, I didn't even hit the button. That's my bad, guys. I didn't add Scott Hastings in. But uh, everything you need, you go there. They got articles from their experts, all that good stuff. Scott's you, could also bet on, uh, you could bet on Team Secret versus Virtuous Pro what in the hell uh, esports. Is that? Oh, e-sports. live live esports right now. There he is. Like I said, Oddshark has everything. All right, we're now joined by Scott Hastings from Oddshark and uh, weekly chat here. And Scott, we, we like getting your take on all the nonsense that we talk about. We were talking about uh, the Logan Paul Evander Kane fight. If this fight were to happen, who who would be the favorite in this one? Who would you be betting on? Yeah, so there is actually a betting line out here, and uh, Logan Paul minus two seventy, Evander Kane plus one eighty. So this is hilarious because, Scott, before you jumped in, I personally think that Logan Paul can do it. He's a huge human being. But, Jay, you are very much team Evander Kane. I've got, I've got Canadian hockey player bias. And, yeah, this is, this is, this is the way. You'll, I'll, on my Wikipedia page or on my, on my tombstone, it'll say, this is how Jay got rich, betting on Evander Kane on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and blew it on Mike Tyson's next fight against Evander Holyfield. Uh, you know, the, the Paul brothers are tough, though, because uh, Logan Paul is a state champion wrestler. So these guys have been training in somewhat of combat sports, if you will, for a while. His brother, Jake, as well. And, and if you can stick to the job and, and uh, not rush into any attacks, if you stay composed and work behind your jab, you can win any of these white-collar celebrity matches. So it's just a matter of Evander Kane is probably boxed in his own right. So he's not one of these Nate Robinson types or KSI, who's just a YouTuber. Nate Robinson, who looked like he had never been in a boxing ring in his life. Evander Kane is probably boxed in the offseason. So I think there's definitely value at plus 180. Uh, the size would be interesting for me. Yeah, I mean, he, Paul had what, like a foot? on Nate Robinson. So it would be closer if he fought a <laughs> Vander Kane, but still like that, that height difference is significant. Yeah. And, and of course the reach as well. Yeah. Uh, typically the taller man will have a longer reach as, as well. But again, Evander Kane would 
I think he would be more competitive than Nate Robinson, absolutely hands down, uh, just because I, he's he's fought in the NHL. Most of the fighters in the NHL have had some boxing experience off ice. Even you know, when I was in university, there was a, there was a player for us that even though you're not allowed to fight in the CIS, he was boxing um, pregame uh, off ice, just just warming up. In the event that all hell broke loose, he was he's going to make sure he landed heavy. Uh, I love that. Uh, Scott, let's dig into the NFL here. Get your take on a few week thirteen uh, you're things. Right, Chuck, I've got to I've got to keep it to the nonsense for one more question. Okay, one more go. I've always got to you always got to keep Scott in the silly and the topics that we talk about in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's two questions, all in the same subject. What What do you prefer, jam or jelly? And when you answer with the right answer, which is better be jam, what's your favorite jam? What's your favorite berry jam? Yeah, that's that's easy. So jam, jam for sure. Jam's uh, definitely the way to go, and it's raspberry jam. Oh wow! Yeah, Scott pulling that out of nowhere. That was Jay's. He was pitching raspberry very hard on this podcast. Boom! Yeah, Excellent. raspberry Thank jam's you. where it's definitely at. All right. Is, is that all I the nonsense we got? I feel vindicated. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I think it's also, if you, if you if you could, Tyler, if you could just you know, before we get into the NFL talk, if you could just relive what happened <laughs> when you asked Scott if he was jumping on today's podcast. Please. I said, "Hey, Scott, you good for the normal time?" And uh, I don't have it right in front of me here. Uh, oh wait, yes, I do. Scott said, "Surprised you want me back after losing to bagged milk." Thank you. <laughs> That's all I yeah. wanted. Yeah, there you go. You put that one on your tombstone too. Thank you. I'm going to print that text off and hang it up in the office. All right. Um, Okay, now we got the nonsense out of the way and I can get to my questions. Uh, Before we get to week 13, Scott, I I have my own personal beef from week 12. I now hate the the Vegas Raiders. They've screwed me too many times this year. I bet against them whenever they play KC and they cover the spread or they win. I bet on them in a great matchup against the Falcons. And they don't, like Nathan Peterman had to come into that game, man. So I, I cannot stand the Raiders right now, but the D-Gen in me looks at Vegas minus eight against the New York Jets. And I'm like, that's an overreaction. They should win by eight. Um, I guess the question I want to ask before we get into that matchup is, is there a team this year that you just cannot put your finger on that you always seem to be on the wrong side of? Apparently the Jets. The Jets have killed me. There's been a few spots where I thought they might be more competitive. I think a few weeks ago, I took them in an over in one of their matchups. I can't remember who they were playing. They completely laid an egg, so the Jets are dead to me. Uh, Vegas has been really tough, but I've been I've been curiously uh, on them pretty, pretty good. Uh, trying to look through the teams here that uh, might have given me some issues. Pittsburgh's been another one that... Uh, have laid a few duds for me where I thought they might come out uh, a little more guns a blazing and, and somewhat uh, fell flat for me. Interesting stuff. Uh, that matchup though, Raiders Jets, is that is that a spot where y- you think the Raiders are a good bet there, or is this maybe the one where the Jets do keep it close? Well, yeah, I'm, I, I can't even <laughs> I can't give you a direction on this one. The Jets are my kryptonite. Uh, they're they're so bad, but then they can have games where they somewhat look uh, capable when they play New yeah. England there on that Monday nighter. They look like a, a team that could win one game this year. Uh, and then last week <laughs> against Miami, they look like they should not. New York should just implode as a state, uh, although they play <laughs> New Jersey. But they looked absolutely horrendous. Uh, and, and the Raiders, Derek Carr, that 
you basically your grievances there uh, for the Raiders is Derek Carr uh, embodied because he he just one of these guys that yeah maybe sometimes he'll put up forty on the board but then other times his decision making is atrocious so it's the, the he can quickly end a bet for you uh, early in a game where you just know that he's off his game and it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. He, so in my fantasy week this week, uh, I, we had Joe Burrow, so we had to take him out. And Derek Carr was like the suggested by many mm-hmm. kind of the things I follow QB to start. And single-handedly lost me my match. Single, all he had to do no, was get like five fantasy points. Just like five. You got Did points. he finish with positive points? Yes, he did. Point. Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah, at least it wasn't yeah. negative points, I guess. <laughs> and I lost my match by three points. Ooh. Uh, Scott, looking yeah. at this this week coming up, a, a few different over-unders that have sort of grabbed my attention here. Uh, the one, the Lions taking on the Bears. Like, that total set at 45. I don't know if either of those teams are going to be able to particularly get their offenses going. And uh, Saints-Falcons, they always seem to be high-scoring uh, a high-scoring matchup. That total's also only set at 45 and a half. Uh, any over-under reads you like this week? And have there been any teams who have recently been on a bit of a tear hitting either the over or maybe their games are hitting the under consistently? Yeah, so one of the teams that I, I think I've seen it and I've even bet it, but I haven't consciously picked up on it. The Titans, 7-2-2 two and two on the over this year. Absolutely lighting it on fire. And it makes sense. Their teams... It's funny, if you watch any of the Tennessee games, it seems that teams want to get up on them early in the first half because they're afraid that if if Tennessee gets any sort of lead, that they're just going to give the ball to Derrick Henry and, and good luck, your, your game's over. Regardless if they get up or not, they're still giving the ball to Derrick Henry and Tennessee's still putting the points on the board, uh, whether it happens in the first half or second half. So uh, Tennessee's been a, a tremendous over uh, that I, I guarantee I've bet on at some point this year and just haven't picked up on it um and on the underside of things the rams are the number one under team three and eight uh so eight under three overs this year so that sort of makes sense too with uh, the defense they possess and then jerk off just being a, a whatever quarterback in my opinion um as far as the, the this week two two get two games i actually have two over over unders i guess i should say that i am looking forward to and the first one is that New Orleans Atlanta game, and that that total is too low for me. And it's been going down too. It opened at forty six, now at forty five and a half, as you mentioned. So I might hold off and see if that drops, you know, down even another point uh, to forty five or forty four and a half even. But I like the over in that one. Um, just I, I think a lot of people are worried about Taysom Hill, and he can do enough to put some points on the board. And Atlanta has shown no problem putting up the offense. So I like the over in that one. And then the under I like this week is the atrocious uh, Cincinnati and Miami game. Uh, I thought Miami looked just as bad as the Jets last week. They just managed to get lucky on a couple long drives and put points on the board. Whereas the Bengals, I don't know if they get 10 points this week. They're they're really bad uh, with Oberrow. So I like the under in that one. Interesting stuff. Uh, if no one else has any other questions on the slate this weekend in the NFL, I think we can move on to our picks for the week here. Chalmers is not on the podcast, so I'll have to text him to get his pick. But I'll, I'll let you go first here, Jay, before we get to myself, then Bag Milk, and then to Scott Hastings, our expert. But Jay, where are you going for your pick this week? Okay. 
I always have to mention my brownies. They're plus six <laughs> against Tennessee. Mm. So I wish them the I wish them the best. I'm not right. hey, I'm not saying pick that one. But I'm sending them good vibes. Big game this weekend as they on their drive for the playoffs. Um Here's the thing. I believe in the phenomenon of your team having some kind of window of lighting it up after you fire your coach. So the fact that the Detroit Lions are plus three, Matty Stafford is going to be slinging that fucking ball and just decimating the Chicago Bears. Okay, yeah, I like so that. take them plus three, take them money line, and let's fucking go. All right. Uh, I'll go next with my pick since I am uh... – Next to Jay in the standings here for our for our season. Uh, just for the record, by the way, for us as a group, we're 21, 26, and 1 on the year. Bag Milk is obviously leading the way. He's our MVP at Thank a you. total of 8 and 4. I, I hate, I always rip Jay for just taking his team over and over and over again. And I took the Bills last week, paid off minus 5.5 thanks to some goal line foolery from the LA Chargers at the end. Yeah. I'm going right back to the Bills. Monday night, minus two. I know they're traveling out to go play San Francisco, who's playing in Arizona Stadium. But to me, that even eliminates any... There's not a lot of home field advantage, I guess, with no crowd, so it's not really much of a factor. But I just look at this Bills team as being too good to not beat a banged-up Niners team by more than two points. So I'm going Buffalo minus two is my pick. Uh, before we get to Scott, Mr. Bagged Milk, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go with a team I haven't picked yet. At least I don't remember picking them yet. I'm going to go Green Bay over Philly. Green Bay's four and one at home. I just I don't think uh, I think this is an easy one for me at eight and a half. Green Bay, I like yeah, I feel very confident. Those right. Eagles. Did you guys watch any of their filth last week? They are horrible. Oh, they are very so bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, so bad. Like it, it was almost painful to watch. As bad as the Jets were, the Eagles were probably just right on par with them. Scott, what's your take on Carson Wentz? Like, for me, I watch that game, and there's a part of me that feels for Carson Wentz because he doesn't have a lot of good targets. His line in front of him is garbage this year, and he's not made good decisions. He's made some terrible decisions. But even on that interception where he threw it right into the end zone right at the guy, when you see the QB view, like, part of me wonders if Goddard ran the wrong route because if he would have turned the other way, that would have been right in Goddard's hands. Are you anti-Carson Wentz, or do you feel for him a little bit? Well, once again, you're asking a Dallas fan how I oh, talk yeah. with the Eagles. And I, oh, yeah, I, I've never been a fan of Wentz. I thought he had the one good year. And then he saw a backup quarterback come in and win the Super Bowl and win Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. So it just shows how talented the team was. I don't know if that was anything on Wentz. And, and since then, Wentz has looked trash. And I thought, I thought even that year that he didn't look that good. He was getting a little bit of luck surrounded by a good team and and uh, I can't wait for Jalen Hurts to take over the helm because I I have never really thought Carson Wentz was the, the guy so I also like that they gave up on Nick Foles and paid him the money and uh, as a Dallas fan that makes me laugh uh, okay let's get to your picks for the week here uh, last week you went one and two so it, not a great week after you went three and oh the week before but your record so far when you give us picks is outstanding you're 13 and eight uh where are you going this week Scott yeah, yeah. Well, we need to bounce back because that was embarrassing, especially losing the bag milk. And as much as I would like to counter him with the Eagles and, and get revenge, uh, I'm not not going to do that. And you guys have taken off two of my picks, uh, Detroit and Buffalo. I, I liked both of those. So uh, put me in a precarious position, but I will go with that under 42 uh, with the Bengals and Dolphins. Again, 
I think if it goes over, Miami scores 43 points. That's the only way it's going over because I think this Bengals team is in a bit of a disaster mode. Uh, Mixon probably not going to play the rest of the year either. Um, and then I'm going to go with Jacksonville plus nine and a half at Minnesota. I just think that uh, Minnesota is just this team that they're not going to blow anyone out of the water. Uh, maybe Dallas or anyone in the NFC East, but uh, traditionally they're not going to blow anyone out of the water. Jacksonville, very scrappy team, so I'll take them plus nine and a half. And uh, let's see here. I guess we'll go with the Rams, uh, two and a half point favorites on the road at Arizona. Uh, I look for them to have a little bit of a bounce back game from last week. Aaron Donald should get all over Kyler Murray. Uh, and yeah, I guess I, I really like that the Rams are starting to use Cam Akers more often. I thought he was one of the best running backs uh, in college football last year with Florida State. So I uh, look for him to be more involved in the Rams to uh, cruise to victory in that one. All right, so to recap our picks here, Jay is going Detroit plus three. He thinks they're going to get the bump after firing Matt Patricia. I'm going Buffalo minus two on Monday Night Football. Green Bay minus eight and a half is Bag Milk's pick. And our expert Scott Hastings, Cincinnati, Miami under 42, Jacksonville plus nine and a half, and the LA Rams plus two and a half. Scott, as always, man, appreciate your time. Minus two and a half. Good oh, luck, minus two and, a half, and sorry. stay safe. There, you, there go. you go. They're the favorite this week. Take care, guys. There you go. That's Scott Thanks, Hastings Scott. from Odd Shark joining us on the Real Life Podcast. And uh, all right, that's going to do it for another episode here as well. Bag Milk, good luck. Uh, good luck this weekend with your degeneracy. And we'll talk to you again. I guess we'll hey, talk on Friday. Uh, apparently, it's you guys that need the good luck because I just know what I'm doing. That's a fantastic point as well. Uh, as always, our podcast brought to you <laughs> by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. Location number 15 is popping up as well out in Fort Sask. And our friends at Twig and Berries, they're your spot to get your holiday gift shopping done for the everyday man. It's some great gear. It's good local product as well. Check them out, twigandberries.ca. Use the promo code NATION15. Boys, uh, Jay, you have a good weekend. Like I said, beg milk. We'll talk tomorrow with Oilers Nation Radio. Later. All right, episode 236 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 